Well, hello. So I think that one of the things that we are not talking about, but we need to, is alternative education. This is definitely the future of education. So let's just jump straight into it and explain what it is and what my experiences with it have been. Awesome. Let's begin. So, oh my god, it's been a while. Uh, I've really been filling the episodes with a lot of interviews and discussions with other people to just emphasize how much of a problem the education system is. But that means that I haven't actually had this one-on-one chat with you guys in a while, and I sort of miss it. So I'm happy to be back and... In this episode, we're going to be talking about alternative education. I found out about this topic, I think, in March, sometime in March, and my mind was honestly blown because having grown up with just traditional schooling, I didn't know that this whole nother avenue even existed, and I am just so excited to talk about it, so yeah. And uh, next week, you'll actually be introduced to Danica. Danica did uh, alternative schooling, I think, for two years. And we'll just, you know, jump, we'll jump more into what uh, experiences she had and how bloody different the experience can be. But in today's episode, I want to go into uh, alternative schooling. What do you mean? As well as I actually did a place, oh, not a placement, but I did this sort of viewing, a school viewing that's usually for uh, parents to suss out the school, but then they've just got this like 17 year, 13 year old looking <laughs> girl <laughs> who, who wants to go and suss out their school. And they're like, okay, sure. So anyway, Let's start with traditional schooling. Traditional schooling for, in, in my experiences, was a very standardized system. You had usually teachers teaching at you with content that you most likely were not interested in. And the whole purpose of you learning was to complete a standardized test. So there wasn't much student autonomy uh, in an interview that I talked with oh, last week with Kelly. We we don't have autonomy. We don't have freedom in the learning process. So alternative schooling from my research and my physical experience with going to an alternative school is that it's non-hierarchical, meaning that the students are able to have more contribution in what they're learning, more autonomy in how they learn too. And what I've noticed is that they are actually motivated to learn because they're not forced to do it. And whatever work that they are doing, it's something that they have a genuine interest in. It's also very personalized to the student. So you aren't going as a pack, as a class, and learning the exact same content. But students, if they're, you know, if they're having troubles with maths or something, that they have more emphasis and more time to refine those skills before moving forward because the schools understand that everyone is working at their own pace. I talked to a dad who sent his kids to Montessori. And this is an alternative school that's really emphasizing on 
You are working at your own pace. Don't give a shit about other students. They're doing their own thing. You focus on you. In those schools, say if one student is really obsessed with clocks and then the other one's obsessed with alpacas, the teacher will actually teach maths, geography, uh, physics. I don't know what kids do. Uh, they, they teach that with clocks or they teach that with giraffes. Uh, I meant alpaca here, um, but sometimes giraffes, alpacas, ugh, they just blur into one. I promise I'm not racist. So they are full on accommodating the content to that student and trying to engage them that way. There's also, uh, so they don't do year by year batches. They, they end up just mashing, I think, three age groups in one. And what they end up finding is that the older students are helping the younger students. So if a 10 year old understands, they will help the seven year old who doesn't understand. So the teacher is sort of just wandering on the side while the students are the ones giving advice, teaching, learning content that they actually want to in their own terms. It sounds utopian. That's why when I found out I was just shitting myself because I'm thinking I've gone through 20, uh, 22 years of not knowing this existed. And yeah, anyway, (laughs) I'm getting sidetracked. And I forgot to mention, but one of the main things about alternative schools is that they actively avoid standardized tests and grades. And I assume that with testing or just to see where they're at, they'll let the student choose whatever methods that they prefer, giving more autonomy. So the general response I've gotten is that, okay, that's a really cool idea, I guess, more freedom, more autonomy, and just personalized learning But in primary school, I I don't know how that would work in high school because don't you have exams to do and don't you want to prepare for uni? And yeah, yeah, they these schools actually abide by the curriculum. So they're not just going, okay, you do you. But trying to frame that learning to trying to frame the curriculum, the Victorian curriculum, for example, into a way that's interesting for students and also testing them in different ways. And honestly, doing the year 12 exams is a skill in itself. I don't believe that your exams dictate how intelligent you are or how academically capable you are. And the exams are just one way of do- of testing your academics. So it's actually a learnable skill. I made a video about this actually, which I can link into the podcast description, where in uh, in high school, my chemistry teacher gave us key words to use for the exam because these were words that the examiners were looking for when they were looking at your work. If you included them, you got the mark. And if you answered these questions in this very specific way, you got the mark. So it's not about how much do you really know? It's how well do you know how to answer this question? Did I frame that right? How well are you at answering this question? And you'll notice actually in these schools, uh, if you look at their websites, <laughs> if you ever want to, they don't parade VC marks. They don't say, we got this and we're really proud of that. They talk about the student experience 
So now I think I might as well just talk about my experience at the alternative school, the one really close to me. And it was such a random experience. Basically just hit them up saying, I know I'm not a parent, (laughs) FYI, I'm just really interested in your school. And what I found, oh, it was so good. So uh, first things I noticed, people or students refer to their teachers by their first name. That's very common. The teachers, honestly, are just friends. They're friends with the students. There is no, you have more authority than me. You have more status. You know more than me. For example, there was like a meeting at the start of the day, which was coordinated by a student. The teachers were not saying anything. They were just sitting down with the students, listening to this student coordinate and say, okay, so what do you want to share today? And and it was honestly insane. The teachers were doing nothing but just listening. And these students weren't talking over each other. They weren't being rude and and saying like, nah, you're, uh, you, that happened to you? Let me tell you about my day. It, there was none of that. They were just listening so, so well. And I was just sitting with my notepad in the corner, shitting myself. I, I'm like, does this, where, where am I? <laughs> where, where am I, honestly? Uh, so I realize that there is a trend in me shitting myself and I just want to flag or make a disclaimer that my bowels are healthy. Thank you for asking. And at one point they even did a Google meet with their principal who hadn't arrived at the school yet. And honestly, they just treated them treated him like their friend and the students who came were so engaged and I I shadowed some classes. Okay, I was a bit disappointed because it was a very lectury style. There was a PowerPoint, the students sat at desks like facing the teacher and I have a lot to say about that, but the genuine curiosity of these students was insane. One of the classes I did a social sciences class and They talked about uh, gay rights and gay history, and that was super cool. And what else did they... Oh, and these students were super... Oh, my God, they were crazy. I think they were in year seven and eight. And one kid was talking about blood diamonds and saying, oh, I've got a really big project about blood diamonds that I want to get finished. And then the other ones making, like, coding for Minecraft and they were just so into the class as well as their own projects. And that made me super excited because it really looks like work is fun for them. Other uh, things I noticed, the school had a plant, uh, a garden, which I know is very common, but students could go out at any point and just water their garden, take a walk if they wanted to. And oh, and also in class, the students excuse themselves. So if they need to go to the toilet, they don't, you know, raise their hand or something. They just politely excuse themselves, get out, come back in. And there is just no, what do you call it? Like punishment or, or rules? Like, no, don't use your phone here. No, uh, you have to always raise your hand before you talk to me. It was just very like what you see after school where People understand that you can handle yourself, so just handle yourself respectfully, and yeah. So, 
Okay. Thank you if you're still sticking around right now. I really think that alternative education is the future. There is just so much and it's a shame that it's so uncommon to a lot of people. Uh, I didn't actually mention this before, I probably should have, but my dream is to create an alternative school and to create a, a community or environment that supports students and makes learning fun going back to the goals of Ready to Redo, makes learning fun and relevant. So hope you enjoyed my rambles and I will see you next week. Bye.